Welcome to Here Come the Sequels. Each week we take a look at a different installment in a popular film series to get a clear idea of how the series has evolved over time. I'm Tyler. And I'm not famous anymore. <laughs> I mean, I'm Alex. And this week, we're going to be taking a look at both Transformers Dark of the Moon and Transformers Age of Extinction, the third and fourth live-action Transformers movies. Let me go ahead and explain. <laughs> I'm sure you're wondering, well, why are we doing two two movies for an episode? Isn't that, that's, that's we're three cheating. episodes in. Why are we already cutting corners? We're already cheating. <laughs> um, we've had massive technology yeah. problems with um, this. We've actually recorded reviews for Dark of the Moon twice. Yes. And both of and, them... And we recorded reviews for Age of Extinction once. Yeah. And, and, and all of them have have been riddled with audio glitches. Yes. And they, they were pretty much... It, it was very hard to listen to them. Yes. So... Um, we're, 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 we have we're, we have a different approach to this and how we're going to handle and make, make sure that we're, we're keeping track of, of if the audio is, is quality enough and, and not going through, plowing through something and then finding out later that it's it's useless. So we're, we're going to hopefully get something better for you guys. But for this time, we are tired of talking about the Transformers series. I know we're already breaking our own rules in the third episode of the series, but... We're well, I mean, Typically, we like to go for a full hour. That's yes. that's what we like to aim for. For this, we're going to try and aim for forty five minutes about for each one. Maybe yeah, so so an hour. Maybe a little bit more to Dark of the Moon than Age of Extinction because that one's just more interesting. Yeah. So we'll we'll have about well th- this discussion will probably end up being about an hour and a half. And it's a little long for a podcast, but we still want to talk about both. We want to cover everything we have to say about both. But we don't. That way, we do. can officially be done with these movies. Yes, yeah, and and just get it over. <laughs> All right, I'll go ahead and give the scores. Uh, I guess we'll just start with Dark Dark of the Moon, and then I'll yeah, we'll, we'll keep it separate. You know, if if you only care about Age of Extinction, I'll maybe I'll in the description I'll put like a, like a time code. Time code yeah. I'll I'll figure something out. I don't know. Okay, so Dark of the Moon, directed by Michael Bay, came out in 2011. Uh, according to Rotten Tomatoes, the critic score is a 35 percent. Which is about uh, the midpoint between, or, or it's the average between uh, the Transformers score and Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. So it's about midway. Um, and it has a 56% uh, audience score. Which, of the three, the, the first three movies, it is the lowest audience score so far. Um, yeah, this is the best of the bunch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's, our, that's how we feel about it. It's the most competently made. Um, yeah, Tyler. Well, kind of. Well, well, for talk these about that. movies, you know. Yeah, Tyler, uh, give me your favorite thing and your least favorite oh, thing. Okay, um, my favorite thing is the action. Like that's 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 I think far and away. Finally, the, yeah, we got we, we to, have finally we got to a Transformers movie where you can say your favorite we're, thing. We're, is we're, the we're finally to a point where I feel like the action is something you can actually turn your brain off and enjoy for once. I I did not feel that way at all about the first two Transformers as we talked about. This one, I think it's it's gotten to a competent level. Um, uh, my least favorite thing is still the the Michael Bay factor, as as we've discussed before. It's there's still some weirdness, especially in the first half of the movie, that that really doesn't do any favors for it. Yeah, um, but yeah, yeah it, it's the first forty five minutes to an hour. A lot of it feels like the same Michael Bay schlock we've seen from the first two mm-hmm. movies. Uh, it picked up. Quite a bit after that. My favorite thing is probably the last 45 minutes of the movie. The Battle of Chicago. All that stuff. It, it really is turn your brain off and enjoy it. It's, it's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. And I can tell what's happening. Mm-hmm. And 
I, I, I have some minor emotional investment. I'm not going to say that this, this really pulled at my heartstrings or anything like that, but it, it yeah. I, I felt something. <laughs> and, you know, for me to be able to say that about Michael Bay Transformers movie. Yeah, definitely. You know, um, a- any, anything is, is good. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, my least favorite thing, uh, still... The ungodly runtime yeah. of all of these movies. It does go so much faster. It, it does. It, 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 it but speeds by. I still have but to still. say, we watched a Transformers movie that was two and a half hours long. <laughs> this is the third time this has happened to us. <laughs> and it won't be the last. Jeez. I, it, it's... Yeah, it, it for it, the 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 runtime hurts the least mm-hmm. when it comes to this one as compared to all of the other ones. Yeah, but it's still a problem. Yeah, it's still why are you making a movie this long when it's supposed to be it it when the 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 product itself should probably be aimed towards kids. It's a dumb action movie for kids. That and that that is is what they advertise it. Yeah, as. that's that's what producers seemingly should want out of a movie like this. Yeah. Regardless, I mean, I know a lot Michael of people... Michael Bay says he makes these movies for 13-year-old yeah. boys. A, a lot of, I know a lot of people like uh, Transformers as a, as a brand, and I, that's totally cool. I, I think there's a lot of interesting concepts with them, but it, it's these movies, you would expect them to make them for kids and not have much thought to them, but they get convoluted and take way too long, and I don't know why. Yeah. Um... Let's go ahead and get into the thing that we actually liked from, yes. from the previous two movies, or at least the first one. Yes. You know, uh, the, the Sam Witwicky slash yeah. girlfriend love plot. I was going to say Which, Michaela, but Ma- Megan Fox uh, so, so was the kicked story off this is, movie. The story is that Megan Fox, in, in an interview, described uh, Michael, Michael Bay, Bay <laughs> oh my God, um, as... It's, it's really late. Yeah, um, we, <laughs> probably not wise to do this past midnight. We're, 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 we're doing it late to get the, to make sure it gets out to you, our loyal viewers. We, so. We've hit what I like to call the delirium <laughs> stage. So we, we, just, apo- we apologize kinda, if things get really weird here, We just kind of say things. Um, no, uh, yeah, so supposedly she, she s- described Michael Bay as running the set like Hitler. Yeah. And Steven Spielberg, who is a producer on these movies. Executive producer. Executive producer. Which What's means he just, put, he just puts his name on it and they put it in the trailer and people are like, oh, I know yeah, that guy. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and then... Uh, he was like, he hey, was, Michael Bay, you should fire her. He was like, no, fire her. That's, like, not, that's oh, not okay. Okay. Which, I mean, I, I, that's, I guess that's fair. I, yeah. You probably shouldn't badmouth anybody <laughs> you're working with to that extreme. That's just very unprofessional. Well, um, I mean, Michael Bay is not very professional. I, I mean, mean, yeah, he, but... He's admitted, he's like, yeah, Revenge of the Fallen, that was a piece of crap. <laughs> but still, I mean, at least how that's much, his movie. How much work and effort did you put into that movie? <laughs> Jesus. You, that's not how you address it. You're like, I, I put in a lot of effort and time, and, you know, uh, the studio put a lot of money behind it. I'm sorry it wasn't as satisfactory as it should have been. Yeah. He was just like, yeah, no, it was right. crap. Yeah. But it's his movie, so he can kind of be like, oh, well, yep, I'm responsible, it's crap. And, <laughs> instead of, you know bad-mouthing other people involved. But anyways, they, they decide to to replace Megan Fox and Michaela's character with Rosie w- Huntington, Huntington Whitley. <laughs> like I said, Delirium State. Insert British lady name here. Australian. It's close enough. She's in Mad Max Fury Road. the same thing, right? <laughs> um, yeah, no, uh, and she's she's fine. She's, she's a fine actress. Um, yeah. But her name is Carly in this, this movie. It, it, yes, when he, when in he previous talked, recordings, we kept forgetting what her name was. <laughs> um, so, so the uh, 
the, the one of the the major problems I have with this, aside from the um, Michael Bay stuff, is the fact that they don't handle the transition from Michaela to her at all. And you know, we talked about how we actually really liked the relationship between uh, Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox and their chemistry in the first two, but in this one, so the the last one ends with they say "I love you" to each other, and. You know, they it it, it seem they they get through another. Major I would like thing. to point out there's a specific scene where <laughs> Michaela goes, "Who else could you be with? Who else has gone through these these, uh, you know, adventures with you? Who else could you share this with?" Uh-huh. <laughs> like that's that's part of the thing. It's like they they're growing together as as a couple. And this one, there is no explanation what all whatsoever, and they break up. She, she breaks up, up with him. Yeah. And it's like okay, but the 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 bigger problem with this is that. Uh, it, it's it doesn't explain that at all, and it also doesn't explain how fast it happens after the last movie. Because so the, this movie, he meets uh, Rosie Huntington Whitley uh, when he's getting a medal from fake President Obama. We'll and, we'll get to the yeah, fake presidents. And when that happens, it's like okay, how long would it take for him to get a medal for his actions in Revenge of the Fallen? How long would how much long would that take for him to get uh, an award for that? Yeah. For, for saving up his prime and all that stuff. Because oh, by the way, that, that's that's a very terrible scene when he first first meets Carly. Yeah, it's 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 more Michael Bay awkwardness. He's, he's acting like like a really cocky guy, and he's like, oh, "I just got this medal, you know who from the president." Yeah, and then he like breaks. And the so glass. it's very clear that he's hitting on her. So obviously they're not together. Yeah, and he breaks like face or something. Yeah, and, yeah. and they're oh no, but but obviously weird. um. Him and and uh, Michaela are not dating at that point because yeah. he's he's I I assume because he's hitting on her and everything and then um really that's how he would react to to <laughs> Megan Fox and breaking up with him he's suddenly just cocky he's like oh yeah. I can talk to this hot girl yeah. you know whatever I, and then um, <laughs> and then they that's that's when they meet and that's when they start dating yeah so it's like how quickly did did Megan Fox just do a one eighty and say like no well, screw you I'm out? It's weird because in Revenge of the Fallen he was a freshman in college. Yeah. And when this movie starts, he's out of college and yeah. looking for a job. So we're assuming four years later. Yeah. But the 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 medal ceremony thing happened somewhere before this movie. It might have said how quick how early before, but we don't know exactly. I don't think so. It we don't even know if he's supposed to have graduated college. Like if he was just like nah man. Not, like the, no, no, no. They, they have. Did they some, say he graduated? When he's going uh, job searching with his parents. By the way, why are his parents in this movie? Oh yeah, like ugh, pointless. But uh, they say like we we paid all this money for him to go to this this fancy school for four years. What what's it done for him? You yeah. Know? Oh yeah, they, that's right. So yeah. so yeah, it's like they have an off. Did he just did it that. just take forever for him to get the medal? I don't know. I don't really know what we're supposed to get away from all that. And and the. They make it just sound like he, the little robots are still with him from from the previous movie. And they, well, no, no, there, there's a new one, and the the other one who was like Megan Fox's yeah. slave and is humping her leg yeah. at one point it calls her a jerk and says she was. I'm expecting them to like about to call her like a whole slew of nasty yeah, words. The, the, the way that they talk about her, and so it's like, oh, by the way, in, in Sam Carly's apartment, it looks like they have Michaela's <laughs> dog. Yeah, her dog from the second movie at her dad's uh, automobile repair place or whatever. Yeah. Um, it looks like the same dog. I, I don't. It's, I don't it's know a, if it's supposed to be. What is that? A mastiff? I guess it's, it's the same type of dog for sure. And, and it, so it's like this it really weird. freaked me out. And I <laughs> he I, he stole it. 
That's that's what happened. I felt um, very uncomfortable. <laughs> but and and the bigger problem I have with with that whole situation is that they they were they basically they handled the this transition very poorly, and then the the arc of this movie sets it up perfectly for them to uh for for their like as good as these movies could get for a a cap on Sam and uh Megan Fox's relationship. Yeah. Um it like like it's it's cuz it ends with uh Bumblebee spewing out like like uh what are they washers and stuff like that yeah, little, little metal wa- walnuts and yeah to walnuts. um I, whatever. Um and and playing like wedding music. Mechanical car parts that look like rings. Yes, and playing playing wedding music and it's like I know words. <laughs> It's it's like uh, oh, okay and and uh, no and she even has the line where she's like I love this car yeah that that would be a that lot would... more powerful coming from Michaela and once again we know a lot of people make fun of Megan Fox yeah we don't think she's bad in the first two no. movies not by a long shot yeah I mean she's not fantastic no but, but she's, she's not winning an Oscar yeah um but yeah and then and then uh, Carly also talks to Megatron. And convinces him to change the outcome of the movie, basically, which oh, would yeah. also be perfect. That happened. Yeah. So, and then we'll talk about that a little bit when we get more into the the uh, end scene and everything. But like, yeah, <laughs> I have a lot to say yeah. about that final Good stuff. scene. Good stuff. I love um, it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so so that all bothers me a lot because it's like, what? Well, uh, why not just take it in a different tack? Yeah. And and I don't know. Um, it would have been a lot more emotional because it's because yeah because it were Megan. Fox it's also here. he's also like very determined to, to get her back and everything. Well, especially because Megan Fox's character has never really been the damsel in distress. Yeah, in, yeah. In so it's like if it happened in this one, it'd be like, oh, you know, it, yeah. it's it's powerful. It's bond. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. Um, however, I will go ahead and say say another another thing that I can praise about this movie. I do actually kind of like the some of the the plot twist. Um, yeah, this one actually. You know, it gets a little convoluted in the uh-huh. middle. I'm not quite sure if all of the details quite mm. match up. Especially with the with the MacGuffin of the movie, which yeah. we're talking about. Um, but but for the most part, I was like, I'm able to follow along. Because this is making so, enough sense that I'm so not constantly the, like, going. The, what's happening? The idea with uh, Carly is that uh, what, what's what's the the actor's name? Uh, what Patrick Dempsey. And do we remember his character's name? Dylan, I think. Okay, yeah, that sounds right. Um, he uh, hires Sam's boy or. He hired Sam's. He hires Sam's <laughs> girlfriend Carly. Um, oh boy, the delirium stage. Hello, particularly for the purpose of uh, having her work under him and being able to like keep eyes on uh, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, so he he hires her for that reason. And then it turns out that and he's so working, he can eventually because it turns out her hostage that he's working for the Decepticons. Yeah, um, which is a, a, I think a cool idea. I don't think they explore it quite enough in this, but. Whatever we're not expecting, and they connected greatness. back to the conspiracy NASA science astronauts. Yes, and thing. there's there's all this this alternate history stuff that I do really like. Um, oh, the whole opening where they're going to the mm-hmm. moon is great because they, they it's they a say, response to aliens landing on the moon. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. And and uh, we get we do get three uh, terrible looking fake presidents. We get oh, uh, JFK, Nixon, and Obama, as I mentioned earlier. JFK, in some shots, you can tell it, it's a it's a body double. It's just uh-huh. an actor who. Kind yeah, of looks yeah. like, and then in like close-up shots, it's clear they're just CGIing his yeah, face, yeah. and it's ah, oh. isn't it? Nixon might be the best of the bunch. I know he's not good either, but like, it, well, it's, it's because they they, they don't they like, don't show, show him as close. But see, then, see, they show the TV monitor with the actual footage of him calling yeah, the astronauts, and then they show it like being filmed, and they show him in the background. <laughs> you can tell he's not mouthing the words exactly, yeah, but it's yeah, yeah. 
It's um, fine. But then, then, and I know we're nitpicking here. This is just a funny thing we like to point out. Um, but then the Obama who gives him the medal, like, we don't see him. We're not looking straight at him when he gives uh, Sam the medal. Yeah, they, but do, then, they do a good job. They do a good job initially. But then, but then he walks into the background, and the cam- as the camera pans to follow Sam out of the room, you see him very clearly in the background not being Obama. <laughs> like, he's, he's just some guy, like, who, look, who doesn't even resemble him, really. Yeah. And it's like... A, Okay, <laughs> you couldn't have just been like, "Oh, hey, sorry, you were in the take. Let's let's redo that so that you're not." Or just have him turned around looking at <laughs> stuff know. on his desk. Whatever. Um, but yeah, it's that's that that was that was very strange to me. But yeah, the, I like the alternate history stuff. I like all that. Um, I, I I guess I guess that's the well the plot kind of starts when um, the Decepticons are tracking down people who worked on NASA because so so the idea is that. We saw this movie a while yeah, we, ago. We'll, we'll try and piece just, it together. Just to be frank with you guys, if we, if we're just Completely trying to off. figure out what the plot of the series <laughs> movies are, yeah, um, we apologize. But but the, so the Decepticons land on the the moon, and then um, or the, no, uh, Sentinel Prime ship lands on the moon, and this, Leonard Nimoy, the Decepticons, the late great Leonard yes, Nimoy. Uh, the Decepticons try to keep it from. Uh, the Autobots, right? Is that, yeah, is, they're, is that they're, the trying idea? To, they're trying to hide so, the fact so that they're... The... they're infiltrating NASA and, and doing cover-ups and, and making sure... And, and then... Um, yeah, I guess that does make sense. The Decepticons are threatening all the, the astronauts and the cosmonauts and both yeah, space yeah. programs to stop. That way the Autobots can never find out the yeah. Sentinels um, on the moon. And then then the, the that kind of starts from... I, I Is it... Is it um, here, here, I guess, we'll, we'll get into some Michael Bay factor that... Starts off the plot. Uh, what's his name? What's Ken Jong, uh, Mr. Chow from the, from the Hangover yes. movies. He uh, is wor- so so Shia LaBeouf uh, is 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 not doesn't have a job and he's trying to find a job and he's trying to search for a job and they, they, his parents complain about that because his parents are in this movie specifically for that purpose and then he he gets a job with uh, John Malkovich. Yes. Uh, in what is one of the weirdest scenes? A weird of any of these scene, movies. Uh, where where uh, John Malkovich yells at someone for having the wrong color cup on the wrong color floor, and then an employee like throws, throws the cup in like, a the trash cup. can and insults the girl who yeah. had the cup. It's and and there's this weird dialogue going on. But Although then, it does end, yes, it ends with uh, Shia LaBeouf's like, I I'm sorry, I, I I'm gonna go. I've saved your life twice. I can't tell you how or why. Yeah. But I, I'd really like to just do something that yeah. matters again, and, and John which sets up his character yeah, arc. It's nice. Shia LaBeouf actually has <laughs> a kind of character yeah. arc in this and, movie. And then, um, but then he just accepts the job. From yeah, John, John Malkovich is like, "You want the job after this job, yeah. so you, you take this job." And, and I'm not going to question he, the fact that you just said you he, saved my life twice. See, it would Whatever. Be fine if he used that argument if he weren't so crazy and over the top. Yeah, because it's clear Shia LaBeouf's like, "You're crazy and over the top. <laughs> I just want to go." Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what was happening there. Whatever. Um, and while he's there, Ken Jong also happens to work there, and uh, he corners Shia LaBeouf in a bathroom stall and straddles him and straddles him for reasons and takes off his pants. Which and and in taking off or because he needs to pull out some and pulls out paperwork from inside his underwear and yes. wipes it across right under and, Shia LaBeouf's nose. Yes. And it, it's about NASA and the conspiracy and all that stuff. Because apparently he was one of the guys that worked yeah. for NASA? Something or, like that. Yeah. And and so he, he gives it to um, Sam and then they walk out of the bathroom. Because he recognizes him from 
footage from back when Shia LaBeouf was being hunted down by the government. Okay. I, I forgot about that. Okay, that's that's fair, I guess. And then and then uh, I mean it's convenient, but whatever. And then uh, he. Oh, of course. They, they, John yeah. Malkovich has to walk in. Of course, if John Malkovich is the head of this company, why does he use the 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 normal employee bathrooms? I don't know. And, but but of course that they have to. He has to be in there to see. And then to see them oh, walk out of the same. It looks stall. like they were having gay sex yeah, in yeah. the bathroom and, and stall. Then, and then he has a weird conversation where he's like, "It's okay. You don't have to. It's it's not really a joke. It's just kind of like it's okay. I understand. You don't, what you do is. And I'm like, why do we need? I mean, like, whatever, like, a gay gay rights and all that, sure, but, like, what, what it's if, like a weird not pun, or not a payoff punchline. The gag know. is that it looked like they were having gay sex and then the And then they're just like, oh, that's fine. And it's kind of like, okay. There's no, there's no joke there. Whatever. And, and then that leads to one of the most tonally confusing scenes <laughs> in this movie. So, Kim Jong... He, 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 he goes back into his office and he, he's being threatened by the weird flying yeah. weird bird Decepticon and, thing. And then Shia LaBeouf tries to, to walk into the office. Because he's trying to get explanations for being straddled so, like, in the bathroom just happened, And he like, he's like... Well, Ken Jong's being there... like, like the mouse is, yeah. is a Decepticon and it's like holding him and yeah. it's like causing him pain. And he's like... You, you learn some manners and, and Shia LaBeouf just oh, was, was there another masturbation joke in there I thought there was I don't think so okay I thought there was something you would do about that oh maybe not oh they, he says something like I do, whoa I do not want to be your boyfriend okay it's like so, some, oh, yeah. another like, day joke yeah, yeah. I, whatever something along those lines um, but then the the, the bird wor- uh, Decepticon is like I, I have to suicide you which is <laughs> I guess it makes sense because it's supposed it's, to come yeah off. it's supposed to look like a suicide okay but there are open windows in this room. How is nobody else seeing this? Yeah. And then... Um, <laughs> Kim Jong then pulls out two pistols, and he's, suddenly he turns into an Asian stereotype. And he says, you <laughs> mess with the wrong way. Today. Today, yeah. And then and it's like, okay. And then he just throws them out the window. No, no, no. no. Before, the oh. way he's holding it, this movie came out in 3D. I remember because I saw it yeah. in 3D. God. For this, <laughs> but I remember, and it's so distinctly like, oh, it's a 3D shot. He's holding yeah. the pistols right out at you, yeah. and I was like, that just looks weird now. <laughs> but yeah, the the, the evil bird, bird Decepticon him. just like chucks grabs him, him and chucks him out the window, and it's violent and slightly terrifying, and and he just falls to his death, and he's like screaming for dear life, and then the the office like freaks out about it. And they're all hanging about, and they're like, oh, and then John Malkovich is like, hey, he died, get back to work. Yeah. Something like that. And, um... <laughs> they're like, he's like, constantly looking down at him on the pavement is not going to do him any yeah, good. Yeah. Or something to so, that effect. So clearly, the idea is that the bird wanted to make it look like he killed himself so that, uh, they, they, I guess the Decepticon conspiracy would not be discovered or whatever. Yeah. But then, the bird goes and hides itself, I guess to keep an eye on Sam for reasons? Yeah. The, goes to hide itself as, as a printer. A printer. And then one of, the, one of the employees starts messing with it. Yeah. And then it, the bird just, like, kills that guy and just starts blowing up the office yes. and, and attacks Shia LaBeouf. But then Shia LaBeouf just runs away and the bird doesn't go after <laughs> yeah, him. Yeah, the bird, he just kind of gets away. Um, <laughs> and then he goes to the government because he's like, all right, I, I'm, I'm done with this. I need to figure out... And I need to get back. And Shia LaBeouf's like just freaking out during yeah. this whole scene, uh-huh. and, and Carly's with them, and they're in their the, the beat up the, the beat up yellow car that's supposed to be like 
Oh, it's a crappier version of Bumblebee. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but but Shia LaBeouf's like completely freaking out throughout uh, this whole scene. It's like <laughs> he does this several times in this movie where he is just screaming. <laughs> like I, I think they put up like the roadblocks that they're like crushing his car. And he's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? Uh, and then Bumblebee just comes in and saves him. Saves him. And then he he gets in. And and at this point, have they gotten Sentinel Prime, or does his information allow them to? Find no, out? they they get Sentinel Prime at this point. I think that sounds right. That makes sense. Oh yeah, um, and then and then they resurrect Sentinel Prime with with the Matrix of Leadership okay. because he earned it. <laughs> Correct. And um, then then he wakes up and is like, "Screw you guys! I don't like you." And he 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 brutally murders Iron. Yeah, Man. he murdered Death's Iron Ironside Ironhide whatever. And yeah. then um, the, isn't there a fight between him and Optimus Prime? And then he he just runs away or something like that. I think he goes off to meet Megatron. Yeah. Um. Did did you think that twist was? Yeah. I I um, I don't know. I I never seen this before. We watched it for this uh, review, and and you'll never see it again. I might watch it again. It's entertaining though. Uh. I I don't know. I don't know if I there is weird foreshadowing to it. Yes. The the two little robots in Sam and Carly's apartment, they wa- they're watching an episode of Star Trek and one of them goes, "Oh, this is the one where Spock goes crazy." Uh-huh. It's, and who is played weird... by Leonard obviously for those who, who don't Leonard know Nemo, much yeah. about actors, Spock is played by Leonard Nimoy in the who original show. He voices Sentinel Prime. And he voices Sentinel Prime. It's weird fourth wall breaking yeah. foreshadowing. It's, it's, it's almost I know we like we said we like this movie, but it still feels too clever for this movie. <laughs> yeah. And for Michael Bay. I don't know. It's brought to you by the guy who uh wrote in testicle uh Devastator Testicle. Oh yeah, Aaron Kruger. So, yeah. Who supposedly made the testicle gag in, yeah. in Revenge of the Fall. So I don't know. I don't know what's up with anybody making these movies anymore. <laughs> um but yeah, and, and so I don't know. I I feel like I didn't I feel like it's probably easy enough to to call cuz I mean I know there's not much build up to it but it's just like, oh well, I don't know. Some something about the way the way it feels when he It's starts, almost like there's not enough happening. Something has to the status quo has to yeah. change. At yeah, so I mean, close I'm, I'm, to now. I don't know. I, I I don't know how into the movie I was. I was at this point. I will say, I think that brought me into the movie a lot more because I was like, oh, they're they're trying to do something with the plot. Like they're trying to make it a little more interesting instead yeah. of just, oh, we have to go get the thing and fight the guys and they'll fight our guys. And it's something. just a race to the next MacGuffin. Yeah, yeah. This this feels a little more like okay, we're we're they're trying to to do something dramatic here. Yeah. Um, which I do appreciate. And I think Sentinel Prime looks really cool too. We'll say. Can we go? I like, I, oh, oh, that's 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 something I want to do a little aside on here. I will say I love the most of the robots' designs in uh, this movie. Like I feel like they've streamlined a lot of them. Yeah, and it's they've, also they've brightened up the color palettes yeah. for a lot of them, but it's not too distracting yeah. like and, it is in the. First and I one. feel like they've they've taken out some of the the excessive parts that they all have yeah and so you can actually tell what's transforming yeah which is very nice and, and they actually do nice wide shots of them yeah. transforming yeah. and you're it's like oh just, that oh the camera is really close for 30 seconds and, and we're gonna go rolls. between their legs and look at their robot crotch while they're trans what is and, this and there's just massive metal rolling everywhere it's it's wide shots that you get to see Oh, okay. The, the like I remember this, the, that part is going there, the and first it's turning scene, into this. The first scene where we see Megatron and he transforms in like Africa. Yeah, it's a nice wide shot. It's like, 
I can see what's happening. Megatron, that's a cool scene too, because he's got like, doesn't he have like a big cape or something like that? Yeah, and, he's, and he's like got his, like a cloak, and then his half of his face is still destroid and from, from Revenge of the There's Fallen. a little uh, I am Megatron type thing. I forget what oh, exactly Oh, that was weird. Like he's looking at some animal wildlife, <laughs> and he's like, I am Megatron. He Which he like, likes to say a lot. That's his catchphrase. Yeah. Um, that's whatever works, I guess. Is I mean, that his catchphrase in the, t- in the cartoon? Oh, I don't know. But he says that in the, in the first one. That would be great he, he says that in the first one when he unfalls, yeah. which is, yeah. Um, yeah, so, so I, and, and that's, that's the thing that carries over to a lot of this is that there are a lot more wide, clear shots of what's happening. And on top of that, combined with the robots being really, being much easier to figure out and look at, I think that makes all the action in this movie so much better. Along, alongside some really clever um, set, pieces. set pieces that I that we'll get to in a second. Um, but oh, yeah. there are some really fun set pieces yeah. in this movie. Yeah. Um, Let's go ahead and address uh, John Turturro and Ella Tudyk. Oh, yeah. Probably the best parts yeah, cause then because then after Cinema Prime, Prime goes rogue. No, this is before that. Oh, is it before that? Where Shia LaBeouf meets up with John Turturro, yeah. Okay, does he, does he do that to go find... I don't know. Something along those lines. For some reason, he want, he needs John Turturro because John Turturro knows things. And yes, because John Turturro is introduced. Oh, no, it, it's once uh, Kim Jong gets murdered. Yeah. And he, he's like, okay, some there, there's a conspiracy here. I need to uncover it. Who better okay. than crazy John Turturro? Um, Who is the best in this movie? Yeah. He's terrible in the first two movies, but for some reason he works in this one. Um, and he, starts he off- has perhaps the greatest... So bad, it's a good line I have ever heard in any movie. Um, when they had their their little montage, when he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna go help Shia LaBeouf," and it's like these quick cuts, like it's like awesome trailer splicing where he's grabbing his his Sector Seven badge, even though why would he still have that? And he puts on an awesome leather jacket. And he shows up at Shia LaBeouf's apartment. And he's like, "Tell Megatron, let's." Tango, <laughs> and then he just walk. It's a wide shot, and Bumblebee's like he, he's he's behind him in car mode, and he's got the flare and lights, and it's like whoa! <laughs> and it's the, the worst thing ever, but it's wonderful. There's a lot of stuff like that around him and Alan Tudyk. Um, Alan Tudyk is the best. Oh, revelation! <laughs> he's he's really funny. Um, and and there's there's some stuff I like. So the idea is that John Turturro has written books about all the Transformer crap, yeah. and he's gotten really rich off of it. He he starts off where he's introduced in this movie on the O'Reilly Factor. Yeah, he's doing a, he's doing an interview with Bill O'Reilly, and Bill O'Reilly's pretty much like, "Yeah, you're crazy." <laughs> yeah, um, and that was very fun. And and uh, Alan Tudyk is is Dutch, right? Is yes. That his name his his servant dude slash bodyguard slash yeah. butler yeah. slash sure handyman. Um, yeah, and then. Uh, they go to interrogate Mr. Ditkovich from the Spider-Man movies, who we'll, we'll get to in a, in a Yeah, they're, they're a while. trying to uncover the, the Russian side of this astronaut conspiracy. Yeah. So they go to find a couple of cosmonauts that escaped Russia, and one of them is Mr. Ditkovich, and they, they uh-huh. give him some exposition or whatever. And they're in, like, a Russian bar. Uh-huh. <laughs> and the whole conceit of the scene is that none of them understand Russian, yes. except... Mr. Ditkovich and his his cosmonaut friend that he's with, they're like, we speak English. Yeah. But, but then the, there's a couple of funny bits, and then some of the Russian girls in there start going crazy, and uh, uh, Dutch is trying to figure it out. He's got a Russian uh, dictionary yeah. with him, and he's trying to decipher what's going on. And he has... A fantastic line. This it is really... genuinely the best line of the yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. And John Turturro is making fun of him, and he's like, "It's a Cyrillic language. It's like all the buttons you wouldn't push push on a calculator." <laughs> Best great. line of oh, the movie. I love it. That's actually good too. Like, <laughs> it's good stuff. But I, then, I, 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 
but then oh. Dutch like completely loses his mind when they pull out yeah. guns, and he's like a crazy <laughs> action hero guy. And John Turturro's like, Dutch, calm down. <laughs> he's like, I am so sorry. I am not that person anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Rodriguez is great, and he, I, I will. He, his character is so interesting. I know nothing about him. <laughs> Just from this one scene, I'm like, this is the best character of any of oh, these Lord. movies. Um, he should have been the star of the fourth one. <laughs> would have been great. I would have loved that so much. Um, just make it a comedy. We cracked the code. Yeah. That's uh, what they need to do. Uh, anyway. Bring Alan Tudyk's character yeah. back. I'd be okay with that. <laughs> uh, and I will say, we go ahead and side note here, we were keeping a ratio for all of these movies. Oh, yeah. And we, we said uh, the first one was one out of five lines. Jokes. Worth. Yeah. Jokes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we said the second one, one out of ten, I think. <laughs> yeah. And then this one, we're, we're going with two out of five. It, it, it's better. There's still a lot of Horrible, horrible schlock. Especially in the Mostly first Mostly with Kim Jong. Yeah. And, and, and John Malkovich. Yeah. And, but but it, it... Yeah, it, it gets a lot better. Yeah. Uh... Yeah. I... I, I don't know. If, yeah, for the first half, I didn't find myself laughing a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. Except for, like, Alan Tudyk and John Sturrow. But then we start to transition into the fun action bits. Yeah. The highway chasing, which is right before the Sentinel Prime, uh... Double cross switcheroo twist is really really cool. Yeah, when uh, 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 Bumblebee and a couple of the other Autobots they're like in intermediate mode between car mode and like full fully formed Transformers mode, and that's really fun. And there's there's a great slow motion shot where Shia LaBeouf's like thrown out of the car. Yeah, and Bumblebee's trying to grab him, and he's there's explosions everywhere, and he's got to move stuff out of the way so he can catch Shia LaBeouf. Mm-hmm. It's like. It's amazing how much stuff is on the screen and I can still tell what's happening. Is this a... Did Michael Bay direct this scene? I don't think it did. I don't think it did. <laughs> the best part is the end of the scene because Bumblebee catches him and Shia LaBeouf's just screaming his head off again. It's like, that's I, that's probably how I'd react to that happening to me. Oh yeah, but, but then John Turturro, I think in, he's in his car with Dutch and it gets like split in half and he ends up on the road and then he's got a broken leg and he's in a wheelchair for the rest of the movie. Yeah. And weird. then Dutch never really gets involved again, which is sad. Well, I think he does some hacking stuff to help them out in Chicago, but yeah, it's know. it's nothing worth noting. Yeah, really. Um, Can I just mention what sociopaths the 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 Autobots are in these movies? <laughs> it's it's the greatest. We'll, we'll, we'll talk a, a little more about that. We, they we, we love gotta get a little farther. murder. Um. <laughs> so anyway, uh, the there there's we we go we proceed with the movie. I don't remember exactly what happens next. The Decepticons uh, start to enact their plot. Yeah. Uh, which is... Megatron... We have a bunch of pillars from from Cybertron, and they can transport things, and we're going to use them, we're going to place them all over Earth, yeah. and they're going to transport Cybertron here to us, which, <laughs> you know, gravity, that would completely throw yeah, off everything. we probably idea, die. And the idea is that they will enslave all the humans to rebuild Cybertron. Uh, I don't... I, Very whatever. dumb... Very dumb, but I understand it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there, there's some weird stuff, too, because, like, the pillars are originally on the moon, and then they use them, and all these Decepticons ended up that were on the moon, apparently, all come using them, and we don't really know why or where they came from, or if they were all on the ship. I don't know. I don't know what they do. Yeah, it's weird. Point, of, point is, Megatron enacts his third uh, 
uber convoluted yeah. plan. Uh, he he seems to have a lot of contingency plans. He he, he yeah, because he because he, he made the deal with Sentinel Prime, but then he went after the Cube, but then he was working with the Fallen the whole time. It whatever. <laughs> he likes his plans. <laughs> he loves his plans. Yes. He also likes saying I am Megatron. <laughs> God. And then uh, how did we get from here to the, the Battle of Chicago? <laughs> How do we get... Uh, okay, okay. So so uh, Carly gets kidnapped, and... Uh, yeah. uh, and she had walked out on, on Shia LaBeouf earlier. Right? Oh, yeah, and that was a weird scene where she's like, oh, I don't want you to get involved. My brother was in the army. He yeah. died. I don't want you to suffer something similar to that. Yeah. Came out of left field. He's like, weird. don't worry. I'm the protagonist. <laughs> and... Have you read the script? <laughs> I did. And it and, says and both of us survived. She, she doesn't buy it, so she, doesn't, she, she leaves. And... Um, it's kind of weak for why she leaves, but whatever. But anyway, she, she gets he captured. Go, he goes back after her, and then we have the, the reveal that yeah. Patrick Dempsey is is a turncoat as well. Yes, and he puts the little watch Decepticon thing on Shia LaBeouf that forces him to have to go spy on the Autobots for yeah. the Decepticons. Otherwise, he'll die, and Carly will die because she's being held hostage. Um. Yeah. Th- then uh, Sentinel Prime is like, "Hey, uh, humans." You need to make sure the Autobots leave the planet or we'll kill you all. Yeah. And, and so the Autobots are like, okay, so the, go- we'll leave. the government's like, yeah, Autobots leave. And the Autobots are like, okay. And then um, <laughs> they go and they get on a, on a big a big shuttle um, and it launches. And then while uh, Sam is watching, uh, he, he gets... I, I think he... Does he contact someone through the watch or something like that? Is it something... How does he find out? Oh, he calls... Uh, Patrick Dempsey on yeah. his cell phone after, and and the then thing and and then happens. he he he's like, no, they weren't planning anything, and, and Patrick Dempsey's like, good, we were just we just wanted to make sure, because because start- well, because there, there's a there's a scene where he he walks up to Optimus Prime and he's like, okay, what what's the plan? How are you going to deal with this? And he's you, like, you got to have some plan to fight back. He's like, you can tell me, I'm the only human you can trust. And yeah. he's like, there is no plan. And then they leave, and he's like, okay, yeah, they they said they don't have a plan, and he's like, good, we just wanted to make sure. And then... And Starscream blows up the shuttle. Yes, and then Starscream blows up the shuttle. And they like, seemingly all die. And of course they don't, but it's, it's it's not really a twist when they come back, but it's like, oh, you know, at least... It was more a nice, drama! It was a nice build-up to imagine, okay, all we have left are these humans that have to go into Chicago and deal with this mess. Yes, because then they all run... All, all, uh, well, uh, while they're at the, sh- the site of the, the shuttle launch, um, Shia LaBeouf meets... Crap, what's his name? Uh, the guy from the previous two movies. Tyrese Arm- Gibson's yes. character. I don't remember his name. I'm completely blanking I right now. I don't think we're supposed to. <laughs> um, but, I mean, he's, he's fine. He's, he's Epps. I remember his name. Epps. Yeah. Because um, apparently he's working for NASA slash... Yeah, he's out of the Autobots. military. He's working for the Wreckers, who are NASA-affiliated Autobot dudes. Pretty but much I'm, our fill-in for the uh, t- racist twin Autobots. But not nearly as bad. From from the second yeah. movie, yeah, who have seemingly disappeared. Um, they so 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 he is he j- gets some of his old buddy, army buddies and stuff, and he gets together, and they're like, "All right, we're gonna go uh, go into Chicago and stop them from in a weird doing montage thing plan. set to Lincoln Park's iridescent." Yeah, I like is, it. Uh, it. It feels a little tonally inconsistent. Yeah, which all these movies are tonally inconsistent, yes. but. Like, if the whole movie had had more of this tone, I would have been much more comfortable with it. Yeah. I mean, it was a good scene on its own, because it really, you know, got you into it. It was like, okay, I'm, I'm really 
you know, I'm psyched. I'm ready for them to go into battle. Yeah. And then immediately they get in there and it's a war zone. Like, yeah, we can't do this. Yeah. And, <laughs> and they try to talk. And then Shia LaBeouf has some emotional moments about. And he's uh, like, I don't care. Carly. I'm going in. I'm that going would be, to get That her. would mean a lot more if it was Megan Fox. Yeah. And they go in, and then the Autobots show up. And it's like, oh, sweet. Oh, and it starts the pattern of everyone gets saved at the last yes. minute from certain death. Yes. Oh, oh. It, oh yeah. Well, it doesn't start the pattern. That's been happening all throughout the entire I series. I mean, this was when it was really starting to get apparent. Yes, because it happens like two or three times in this yeah. entire battle. And then, yeah, the, the Autobots are complete sociopaths. Yeah, because... Optimus Prime shows up, and is it is it this where he says we? Oh, will... No, 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 no. I, 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 I want to say it. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, they shoot down the Decepticon ship, and the Wreckers are like ripping the Decepticon oh, yeah. inside of it apart, and like gleefully so. Yeah, yeah. They're just ripping into. <laughs> That's the best part of these movies because if you had humans doing this, this would get like an X rating. It would be gory, <laughs> just just blood splatters, just. And Optimus Prime, I, I know I said my, the Dutch line was probably overall the best. But this is your favorite. This is one, he says, we will kill them all. <laughs> it's like, oh, they're that kind of heroes. <laughs> it was amazing. And they stick to that. Oh, yeah. They really, st- okay, so so we get into the, the, the Battle of Chicago. Mm-hmm. And that's, it's, it's just a whole lot of fun. Yeah. Because um, because they they keep it, changing up the set pieces and they've got they've got a the the digger digging dude who showed up in Chernobyl for a scene that didn't really seem to have much impact on the plot. There was probably something there that we missed, but whatever, who cares? Um, it's there's this giant tunneling robot thing that's digging around and a sound scream shock wave. We don't know the there's name. There's star scream. There's sound wave and there's shock wave. Yeah, I. <laughs> I'm I'm sure these characters are are well established in, in like the Transformers cartoons and stuff like that. But even the most diehard fan has to admit that we can't tell these yeah, people apart yeah. in these movies. Um, yeah, Shock Soundwave. Uh, <laughs> he he's controlling the giant digging robot who also has a name that I don't remember. I think, and they're they're traveling around and there's some cool stuff with him. And uh, then he separates Optimus Prime from his his truck of stuff that allows him to fly. Oh yeah, because he suddenly has like a whole bunch of. He gear. actually has has a trailer now. Yeah. And it, it has all this fine gear and like a, a ring. Kind of like the uh, the rings from like the prequels that they use to launch the, the ships out. Like that's what it looks oh, like. the Star Wars prequels. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and uh, he's like, oh, I have to get back to my stuff to be able to fly and stuff. And then and like so, 30 so, minutes later, he just flies in and saves them so, at the last so minute. So he disappears. <laughs> um, they all go on to try and fight everyone. and They had the awesome set piece with the building getting destroyed. Yes, and they all, they all go up. Why did they go up the building in the first place? Oh, because they're trying to destroy the main pillar. Because if they destroy that, it shuts everything else down. So yeah, they're so to they're to trying the to use like an RPG can, to, yeah. to launch at it. Yeah. And uh, then the digging thing rips up the tower and, and it starts falling. And it's, it's a really it's cool... It's split in half and it's yeah. the top half starts falling over. And they're all sliding down. And, you know, you kind of care about these guys because at least they don't seem terrible and they're not stereotypes. And they're all sliding down. You're like, oh god! And they're all like falling, and there's all this chaos, and it's it's pretty cool. Like the the building starts to fall, and then the building falls over and lands on another. It's very building. clear that they built a practical set for it, which is always you yeah. know yeah and and thumbs up from us. They're they're all hanging off the edge, and like they're trying to catch each other, and like get a, get across. And it's like okay, cool. Like we're doing something here. Yeah. So then Optimus just flies in with his tech gear that he magically was able to find mm-hmm. again, and he just saves them right before certain doom again. Yes. But, but then, Shockwave, Soundwave, whoever's left, starts shooting at him, 
you know, he's standing I, I, up yeah. on it. Optimus is standing up on a crane, and, and shock wave sound is on the ground, <laughs> and just starts shooting at him, and he gets tangled up in a bunch of cables. Like he he hits his flight gear or something. I don't know, and he he falls down through the cable, the and crane, he, and he can't move. And then why doesn't the Decepticon, whoever it is, why don't they just keep shooting at him? Yeah. That, I, whatever. I got nothing. But then you, there's a wide shot where the, it's looking down from Optimus's view, and, and it, the wreckers are like, don't worry, Optimus, we're coming! And it's like 30 minutes later, until we see him again. <laughs> yeah. And it's very clear that they've got a bunch of different pieces, and they're not quite sure how to keep it going. Yeah. You know, right? Um, there's, a, there's, the, there's two more set pieces I want to talk about. Okay. There's the, uh, the Starscream death. Oh, stuff. before we get to that, because Josh Duhamel is in that. Um, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, Josh Duhamel is in this movie. Yeah, he, sh- he finally shows back up. Because um, um, he's, he's around in the beginning where he's like, you guys shouldn't... Or he, doesn't he protest I mean, against he, him? He's, sending, he's he, mostly just an exposition guy in this movie. Yeah. Until the end. And the excellent scene with him and his squadron in, yeah. in the wingsuits, and they're jumping out of the planes as they're getting destroyed because they're, yeah. they're trying to get in there and help help the Autobots and Sam mm-hmm. uh, Carly and all of them. That was great. Yeah. Them, them flying... Because they did a lot of it practically. Some of the CGI with them flying around didn't look quite as good. Mm-hmm. But I appreciated that the, the, they yeah. actually filmed that oh, it looks in fantastic. Chicago. It's, it's really cool to watch. Yeah. Um, and and they, they show up and then they're... they're the military guys are actually useful for once. They're killing robots. There is a whole scene that is dedicated to them and them alone taking out several Decepticons with like planned, coordinated yeah. effort. Yeah. It's great. And then, um, where did that, that? Why is that not in the previous two movies? You want the focus to be on the human characters, then let them do things <laughs> that matter. Yep. And then that <laughs> that kind of. Uh, Culminates in in Shia LaBeouf and Josh Duhamel uh, taking on Starscream because Shia LaBeouf yeah. like shoots him with a gauntlet thing because there's a there's an Autobot named Q who's here. It's, I don't know what it's what here. a what a poor James Bond reference. Yeah, I guess. And and he gives uh, the humans some gauntlet things and he, he gives them like little grapple things. Yes, yeah. and then and so grenades or like explosive yeah. So Shia LaBeouf grapples Starscream's eye. And Starscream <laughs> just starts, like, flipping out and flailing around, and she's flying everywhere, and, and then, uh... And Shia LaBeouf's like, oh god, I didn't yeah. plan for this. Yeah. And he's getting thrown all around. And, and then eventually he's able to get on top of Starscream's head and put the explosive device right in his other eye. Yeah. And then he sets it to blow... And it's got, like, a minute before it blows, yeah. or something, something like that. And, uh... He, he's freaking out because he's like, oh god, I can't cut the wire. And Josh Duhamel jumps on because he's trying to help him. And it's a fun bit because yeah. uh, how long do we have? And they're like yeah, trying yeah. to cut the rope really fast. And, and Starscream is, is staggering around and then they they fall off him off a, a, a... It's an excellent wide shot where you see him blowing up and they're falling and Bumblebee They're just falling come, off like a parking deck. Yeah, and Bumblebee just comes around the corner... So, again, again the last second. but it's a great shot where he flips up and he's able to catch he, them. He grabs them in Autobot form, transforms, uh, lands, Starscream just explodes and falls down right behind him, and lands and transforms back into a car, and they're on his hood. And, and, Child, and Child of Buff has one of the best reactions. He's just like, well, he's dead. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it says, and it's great. Um, and the, I wish there was more of that in these movies. Yep. Just more reactions like that of just like, well, that was kind of weird. <laughs> they would fit more. Yeah. Um, so then, ooh, from there, the, the the big 
ultimate fight, they, they go to take out the pillars. Oh, well, before that, at some point, Bumblebee and some of the other Autobots get taken hostage. Yeah, that I, I, I figured that didn't matter. But then they get saved at the last <laughs> minute. Because they get saved at the last minute. I time. don't remember how. I don't know why they would be taken hostage in the first... Oh, whatever. Yeah. S- stupid scene, moving on. Uh, they also find Carly at some point. Um, oh, yeah, that, that was earlier. And and she gets she gets saved. Not really that important to the... the this until the very end. Yeah. Uh, then they have a big fight scene right down in front of the pillars. Oh, and Simul Prime. Bef- he, another weird Star Trek reference. He he has the oh, needs he, of the many. He tells Optimus Prime, "You should know the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few." Yeah. It's like well, what? <laughs> I don't know. In this context, what does that even mean? I don't know. Does it? Is he talking about like the Cybertron? Lar- the larger Transformers population at large? I, I don't know. There was still that many. Whatever. Um. they're they're trying to take down the pillars the Autobots are because the pillars are bringing Cybertron you can see Cybertron forming uh, it's a cool effect it actually looks looks really good Um, and uh, I forget exactly somebody is it Bumblebee or somebody knocks out one of the pillars well uh, Shia LaBeouf tracks down uh, Patrick Dempsey and they have a fight and there's actually a great part where uh, Patrick Dempsey's beating him up and he's like you think you're some kind of hero and Shia LaBeouf like picks up like a cinder block or something yeah. like no i'm just the messenger and he because hits, there, there's a line about him being a messenger yeah. or something like that and earlier he, in the movie and he hits patrick it's an it's a it's an arc yeah. it is something yeah he he realizes that it's he comes to terms with with how he really fits into the events he's been a part of yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really cool and he he brutally murders patrick dempsey by hitting him into the main pillar and he like oh yeah he, he gets electrocuted and it disables the pillar <laughs> yeah and then Bumblebee is able to like slam into it and it yeah. destroys the whole thing. It's like, oh, the, the, the Decepticons are playing as well. Cybertron appears to just collapse into itself. Yeah, it doesn't, it's a, it doesn't just like disappear. It looks like all the pieces are like spiraling in together. And yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. a huge explosion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, <laughs> then. Uh, and then it's like an Optimus all out Prime. war on Sentinel Prime. Yeah, Optimus Prime takes on Sentinel Prime. And uh, Sentinel starts to win. He, yeah. he like tears. He takes Earth. off his. Optimus, Optimus Prime's arm. arm. And then uh, Carly, again, the scene I was talking about that would be a lot better with Megan Fox, yeah. uh, is is being held by Megatron or whatever, and, and she's like... Uh, no, she's, you... she's not. She goes and finds him. Oh, does she? Okay. Wouldn't it make a lot more sense if he was, like, holding her... He was the one holding her hostage? Yep. It's I, just weird I that he's... I don't know why like, they, they had to I find her. I know exactly and... where Megatron is. I'm just going to go find... And yeah. Megatron is just chilling out. Yeah, yeah. You know, so... She's like, don't you know that if if uh, Sentinel Prime wins, you'll you the the, the Sentinel Prime isn't gonna let you is gonna be the leader. He's he's not gonna let you be the be on be an equal with him. This like is she, his plan. Not she, yours. She's like, yeah, he you're, he's gonna he's gonna put you in a in an inferior role to him if he if he succeeds. And Megatron's like, what? I'm Megatron. And so Megatron runs in there, and right as Optimus is about to get brutally murdered. Yeah. Because everyone gets brutally murdered in these movies, yes. including Optimus Prime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he he starts shooting Sentinel, and he disables Sentinel, and Sentinel's yeah. just laying there on the ground. And then Megatron's like, oh, Optimus, what would you be without me? And Optimus goes, time to find out. And Optimus, not even like five seconds later, he has like his axe, and he like brutally pulls out Megatron's face. <laughs> and it is, gl- and it looks like blood is like exploding out of him. 
Uh-huh. There's like some red liquid that's just exploding yeah. out of him. Oh, and you you missed the the part two. Does, doesn't he kill some from Sentinel Prime first? No, no, no. That, that oh, oh yeah, that's before. right. Because he disables like he he knocks out Sentinel Prime out of the fight, and then he's lying on the ground. Optimus <laughs> walks up to him. Sentinel Prime's like, "No, Optimus, please, mercy!" And then he just starts shooting him up. <laughs> and he's like, "What?" No, no. Even before that, <laughs> Optimus, you know. Optimus is like, no, you betrayed us. I can't yeah. let you live. <laughs> Sinnoh Prime is begging yeah. for us. Like, no, Optimus! Yeah, exactly. Bam! And then Optimus just, just blows his face off. And it's like... It's wonderful. That's wonderful. And then, In the most terrible way, yeah. it's wonderful. And, and then they have the scene where Bumblebee suggests that... They get Sam married. And they get married. And then the movie ends. Optimus has like the briefest of narrations. Yeah. Like, oh... The humans and Autobots always need to remember to trust each other and, you know, we'll always be able to win the day. And then yeah. it just cuts. Yeah. Movie over. <laughs> it happens. It's two and a half hours. We we can have a little bit of, a, of <laughs> if an If you're already ending. this far, you might as well. But, but then they have a weird mid credit scene where, <laughs> where John Turturro... We, we didn't mention Frances McDormand. She's like... You, government up, lady. Uptight government lady. And apparently her and John Turturro had a thing in the past. Yeah. And like he grabs her and makes out with her. And then she's like, arrest him. Yeah. And, and then, then he, like, he looks like, he, it looks like he's looking into the camera and he's like, I want them to take me. I want, and it's almost like he knows that's going to be cut from the movie, except <laughs> it wasn't. Because they threw it back in as a mid credit I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, 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 the, the, we run through the plot and somehow, I don't know how we remembered all of that. But yeah, that's 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 remembered the a lot more of it than I I yeah, would have yeah. thought. But yeah, so so what's your what's your what's your final <laughs> consensus on this movie? So so yeah, overall, I uh, I decided to go with a C, just just flat C. It, it's to me, this movie is the epitome of compared to the the D you gave for the first movie and the, <laughs> the F, F the impressively bad F minus you yeah. gave to Revenge of the Fallen. Um, yeah, it, I think this is a. a standard dumb summer blockbuster. I think it's it's got a lot of problems, but there there's a lot of fun stuff in it. Um I do think if I ever watch it again, I will probably just jump to like the halfway mark or something like that. Yeah. I'll just cut I'll, I'll just miss most it's of it. It's almost like you could just watch all the Battles of Chicago stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's um Yeah, basically I I, I it, it seems like this is where a dumb summer blockbuster should aim to be because it's it's allows you to turn off your brain. It still should not be this long. And and there are a lot more bad things than I would say most blockbusters should, but I think there's enough fun stuff that I, I can be justify it just about evening out. See, it, I think it flatlines average, basically. I'm giving it a C as well. It's weird because the first two were painful to watch yeah. for, for the podcast. It was just like, wow, this really does feel like work. Uh-huh. But this one was just like, wow, I'm actually having fun with this. Uh-huh. It's still not great. I, I you could argue whether or not it's even good, mm-hmm. but but it, it's average. So I it's, the amount of things it gets wrong, it gets it gets like the exact same amount of things right. Yeah, and it's it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I agree. We had fun finally, yeah. and I know there's a lot of people who are are probably com- already thinking, okay, the first one's obviously the best one in the series. What are you talking about? I mean, this is just, we we watched them all. This is just the opinions we formed after talking. We're, we're through not the rest trying to them. hurt your feelings, yeah. and we hope you're not trying to hurt <laughs> ours. Um, yeah, a I, guy can dream. Yeah. Uh, I I would say just go back and I, I would go, say, go back and watch these movies and just judge them on the action scenes alone. 
I mean, yeah, that, that alone will tell you the story. Um, the, I, I would say that it, it is really helpful to have someone else who's trying, you're trying to talk through, uh, the, the movie with, that's why I, I, I will go ahead and say we're, we'll probably never immediately review a movie right after it comes out simply because of that reason that I think that in order to really get a good feel for a movie, you have to be able to sit down in, in, you know, a place where nobody's going to be bothered by you talking about it and, and really think about and, and discuss what's going on. Oh yeah. There, there are a lot of movies that that you you think one thing while you're watching it in the theater, and then it takes a yeah. few more times just watching it at home. Yeah. Then you watch it with a friend. You see some like professional analysis slash reviews on yeah. YouTube, or and then something. you're like, "Oh my, like, that's a very different yeah, thing." There's there's a lot of problems. This isn't yeah. the masterpiece I thought it was. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of it I think is nostalgia too. Maybe not for these movies so much, but there well, will maybe be for the there, first one at least. Yes, yeah, there will be some movies down the line where that's really more applicable. But yeah, I, I think I think that's that's overall. Overall, this is the this is the movie out of the the three that we would actually consider watching again. Yeah, in the next no, year, like the 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 second one, I I said you know I I, I cannot believe that I own the Blu Ray for this movie. This one, I don't feel embarrassed that I own it. Yeah, I mean, like I pop. Like I kind of want to just sell my copies <laughs> of the first two movies and just keep the third uh -huh. one. Yeah, definitely. Now, speaking of movies, you should sell your copies of. <laughs> Let's talk about Transformers Age of Extinction. Thank goodness we I did not have to pay for this. <laughs> I have an Amazon Prime account and it's on there, so we were just able yeah, to yeah. watch it for free. We didn't pirate. Thank, thank goodness. And we I, wouldn't have pirated. Again, not because it's wrong, but because this isn't worth pirating. <laughs> we're is, not gonna talk about the morality of pirating, but this movie is not worth your download time. Let me let me go ahead and give the Ron Tomato scores for Transformers Age of Extinction from 2014. Once again, directed by Michael Bay. Jeez. So, so the uh, the critic score for Age of Extinction is an eighteen percent, down one percent from that of Revenge of the Fallen, Woo! which had nineteen percent. Uh, and then the audience score is a fifty-one percent, which is the lowest of all these movies. Yeah. I do not remember what happens in this movie. Tyler, what was your favorite thing? <laughs> your least favorite thing? But uh, my, my favorite thing. It was a movie. I guess. I mean, it was. So, so I think. I think. Jeez. Do I have a favorite thing about this movie? <laughs> it's okay if you don't. I really don't think I do. Um. <laughs> my favorite thing about this movie might be this this really weird callback that I'll I'll talk about later because okay, it, it yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking um, about. My least favorite thing. Mm. Everything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, so is this the worst? I, I have. Is this the worst of all? Well, movies? that's what I was gonna say. I have to explain myself a bit. Okay, because this isn't going to get an F minus. It's it's. I don't think it's it's worthy of the F minus. Yeah. Um. The, the the deal with this is that it's actually fairly competent from a technicality perspective and, yeah. and from a. From a di like the dialogue is not nearly as bizarre as the as the previous three. It feels very different from the previous three in that everything is is a lot closer to average. Yeah, but it still sucks. But it, <laughs> the fact that it doesn't have those weird things also almost makes it, makes, it seem more bland. You, you, there's nothing for you to be like, "What the crap?" Yeah, like it's just kind of like, "Uh, it's still going." Yeah, um, it's a test of my patience. It's just it's just dull. Yeah, is the best way I can put it. Like it's it's not. 
I, I can't say it's just the worst thing ever because I, I don't think it is necessarily. I, like, I, I can't complain too much about how it turned out, just that there are some differences that needed to be made for this to be something anybody would care about. Yeah. Um, least favorite thing might be the runtime. I know that's what you say every time, too. And you can say the same thing. Hey, that this movie's like two hours and 45 minutes. And I'm that's like, the fourth <laughs> time this has happened to us. I wonder what my least favorite thing about this movie is going to be. Oh, my. Uh, my favorite. I, I was scrambling to think of a favorite thing while you were trying to come up with something. I'm, I'm just going to go with Mark Wahlberg. He's likable enough. He's terrible. He's, he's terrible. His uh, delirium stage. His character is not terribly well written, but he he's 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 a character. I'll give him that. <laughs> I, I really don't have much good to say about this yeah. movie, um, and I don't have that much bad to say about it. It's just I don't remember what happened. This is one of the most forgettable modern action sci-fi movies oh, yeah. I've seen by far. Um, I've seen this three times. You've only seen it once. Mm-hmm. This should stick much more in my memory. <laughs> I'll I'll get into my multiple viewings of this movie because they've all been uber depressing. Yeah, yeah. My least favorite thing. Spoilers! It's the runtime. <laughs> How do they progressively get longer? I don't know. Isn't the point to sell as many tickets as possible for dumb action movies? So you, you get more screen times by having a shorter runtime. Like <laughs> what? <laughs> all right. We've we've clearly hit the we don't care very yeah, much yeah. stage uh, right now. Where, where do you want to start, Tyler? Uh, well, I, I want to talk about the CGI because we talked about how in the the first movie it's not very good. The second movie it gets not not necessarily the quality of it, although there are some problems with the quality of it in the second movie. But the the shooting of it and the action it, it's just, it's not very good at all. Yeah. Um. In the third movie, we 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 like it a lot more. In the fourth movie, it's. It, they the the Autobots and the robots and the Transformers they all still work, but they've int- they introduce this uh, what what is it Transformium, uh, which is fine because they do I, they at do- least it has the, the 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 time to to give it a reason as to why yeah. they call it Transform. If they put in the effort, they they, they, they the say focus focus group testing said that yeah would work the, the people who created as opposed to something like. Oh, I don't know, Unobtainium from Avatar, which is just the dumbest thing ever. Yeah, no. That movie um, was nominated for Oscars. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, are I'm, you telling me this movie wasn't? Keep going. <laughs> I, I'm going to get on Avatar yeah. rage side uh, thing. Um, no, whatever. I, <laughs> so, so, yeah, they, they have this transforming, and it feels like it's just like an excuse to be super, super lazy with the action scenes. It's like... We finally got it right in the third one. Yeah. But then the action... Now, there's... It, this actually looks really bad, too. The the Transformers... The new Decepticon-type Transformers, the ones that are all made out of Transforming... Yeah. They all turn into, like, blocks that float in the air and transform into vehicles. And it looks awful. Yeah. Like, it's not good at all. It's it's like it's almost like they couldn't figure out which design they wanted to go with until, like, the very last minute. Mm-hmm. And they just had to scramble to get it to semi-work. Yeah. But even the scene where Stanley Tucci's in his little Apple lab because yeah. he's supposed Stanley to be Tucci a Steve plays, Jobs yeah. type mm. caricature, I guess. And he's just... He is the, the, the most standout Michael Bay weird thing in this movie. Uh-huh. 
which almost makes him the most interesting part of this uh-huh. movie, just because he's so off the wall. But but he's introducing the technology and he turns it into the, the beat or, or the pill. Yeah. Which is weird product placement. Yes. But then he also turns into a handgun. But the effect is just not good. Mind-bogglingly bad for a movie with this budget yes. and with Michael Bay behind it. Yeah. It really feels like they were just Scott Lady with transforming the the, the robots. After see, we just hit the nail on the head in the last movie, and that, that's what that really bothers me. See, see, my excuse is I think they were pushed for time. Your excuse is they're I mean, just that, lazy. That might be it too. I, I'm not. I'm making completely just just complete judgment no, no, here. No, I, I just find it amusing that you go for the more cynical <laughs> angle when it's I'm typically the more cynical <laughs> yeah, of us. This is true. Um, yeah, it's. We're not going to go through a whole... The, the, the main reason we went through a run-through of, of the third one just then is is because that... Uh, things the plot, happened and yeah, we cared. Things happened that we were interested in and we, and we wanted to, to kind of I talk about I don't remember how, anything about this yeah, movie. We wanted to kind of talk about how the, the, the twists and everything actually worked fairly well for us. Mark Wahlberg's this, an inventor and he won't let you forget one, about yeah, it. This one, the plot is Mark Wahlberg is an inventor. Um, I'm an inventor! This could be a game-changer for me! There, there's a dude... There's there's an evil bounty hunter transformer who's actually kind of cool, uh, who is locked down. Sounds right. Who is trying to excuse me if I <laughs> if I got that wrong. I don't really care. He's 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 trying to take the or to, to steal Optimus Prime and bring him back to his creators for reasons. And, and he's going, um, and he's giving the government Transformium basically in exchange. I, I thought he was giving him. The, oh the, no no, uh, he's giving them the MacGuffin device that makes a whole bunch of Transformium by like destroying. A lot of well, it's not transforming in this one, right? Is it, I thought it was just well, it's 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 it turns every a bunch of people into robots or into transformers, right? And then they can use that to destroy them and turn them into transforming. They di- they did something with the dinosaurs, yes. Because hey, we need to change the mythology and origin of the transformers every freaking Literally movie. Every movie, it's great. I'm so excited to see what they do in the fifth one. <laughs> not really. Um, you act like I'm going to see the fifth oh, one. I, I'm not either. Um, <laughs> Yeah, the, the, that's watch. That's gonna get like glowing reviews. I wanted to. I want these <laughs> movies to be enjoyable. This is torture. Yeah. Um. No. So so basically, uh, there's there's uh, Mister Mister Sequel Bait, who with his big ship, lockdown. Lockdown. Right. Yeah. I, I suppose we're we're gonna assume that's what he's called because that sounds right, and we don't really care. Um, Alien bounty hunter transformers yeah. guy. He's he's chilling up there and doing stuff, and and he he comes and he hunts after Optimus, and that sidetracks the plot by like an extra hour because they go off to get stuck on a ship. They eventually get off a ship. Oh god! Um, and then from then on, it's just a string of incoherent action scenes, and I just wanted to die. <laughs> Yeah, that's they, my review of this for, movie. I just wanted to die. They they end up in China and they do things. So anyway, I I think the the only the the I need alcohol. <laughs> the, I think the best the best thing to to do with this is talk about the characters because that's that's a really interesting. There like, are characters in this movie. Kind of, well, that's 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 kind of where the movie fails the most. Because yeah. in the previous movies, you had you had um. Uh, Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox and John Turturro. Charismatic people. Yeah. Charismatic, endearing actors, even if they're kind of strange. They didn't have a whole lot to work with, but they were able to still give off yeah. interesting performances. Mark Wahlberg is too much of a, of a 
straight man guy. Yeah. Um, like even when he's in a comedy, like in, in the other guys I'm, I'm thinking of, and I haven't seen like, uh, he was in Ted, right? Yeah. I, I haven't seen some, but in like the other guys, he's, he's kind of the, the angry. In Ted, the focus is clearly on the, the bear. Yeah. Not and, and, really and in the him. other guys, he's, he's kind of the straight man dude to, to Will Ferrell being crazy. Yeah. Uh, and so like, like he doesn't work when you're trying to carry him, make him carry a movie that's kind of got a, a little bit weird, bizarre can I can Tom. I can I go on a rant about how this movie just completely pisses on the the previous characters? Oh yeah, that too. Okay, so so the the main central par, uh, part of the plot of this movie, or at least the way it starts, the reason the they're hunting everything. down Autobots. Yeah, and Optimus and Bumblebee, they're all on the run. Mm-hmm. There is no way. Sam and Carly and John Turturro and Josh Duhamel and, and Tyree Skips. There's no way any of them would be fine with this. So they're either in jail uh-huh. or they're dead. Or just completely oblivious. Or completely oblivious. Um, but it's even worse because they don't even stop to be like, to give Bumblebee a scene where it's like, oh, he had to deal with like sep- being separated from Sam. Yeah, because like, oh, Sam they're, died. It's dark. Because they're best friends. Yeah. We set that up over yeah. three movies. It's, Yep. <laughs> Where did that go? Oh, stuff and things. Um, this is a half reboot of, the, of this universe. That's why we completely changed the Transformers mythology again. Every whatever. movie is a half reboot. You can watch them in any order, and it but, still but works. But this movie relies <laughs> so much on the previous movie because there are so many references to the Battle of Chicago. They even show footage of it. Yep. Uh, whatever. It boggles uh, my mind. Yeah. Um. But basically, the so so it's it's it's. Mark Wahlberg is trying to carry this movie, and he just keeps getting dialogue. They keep giving him dialogue where he just says, "I'm an inventor. I'm invent. I invent things." Or he's he's yelling at his daughter or, for dating. Or an older he guy. yells at his daughter for for dating. For dating period. Yeah, for dating. Um, because his daughter is, is an it, unlikable character. His if daughter ever there is, was is one. introduced as being a. Or she she's she's riding in a car with her friends and she's like Oh god, just, she gets the worst initial dialogue I she, think I've ever like, seen. She's like, Oh, uh the just just one more week or whatever, and then no more classes for life. Even though And then she immediately the very next moment she's looking to see if she got into college. She grabs a college application or a college uh I don't know what acceptance letter yeah. where she's denied and she looks sad about it. Um But but then she goes and then all that's left is tanning oh, and yeah. getting wasted. Oh, like, yeah. oh, you're completely unlikable. Yeah. And and they don't... But I mean, again, uh, Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox are both introduced in they ways... They get terrible scenes. In ways that seem terrible. So you're like, okay, well, but they, they can pick, fix this. But they pick it back up through their that's charisma and acting. This girl, She's just like... I don't remember her name. She is Katara in the last Airbender movie directed by M. Night Shyamalan. says something. Um... She she doesn't do anything. She just sits there and whines about how her dad sucks and how uh, her and boyfriend how much she is lost awesome. her boyfriend. Yeah, and she doesn't get like an arc or anything. It's it's just kind of it. Um, most of her dialogue is "Dad, help me." Yeah. And then her boyfriend is just this terrible guy who keeps just slipping in and out of an Irish accent. Yeah, it was bad acting oh and it also reflects on how poorly uh written mark Wahlberg's character is because he's supposed to be the likable guy that the lead that we're following and he's constantly like making um jokes at the expense of this guy's nationality because he's calling him like lucky charms and stuff it's like and and well because they're supposed to be he's supposed to be really overprotective of his daughter and so they keep playing that up which is fine you can do something with that 
But then the dude, the, the boyfriend just keeps being a jerk about it, and the dad just keeps being a jerk about it, and oh, nobody learns anything. The, the key yeah. piece where they could have saved this is when um, Optimus and and the daughter, they both get captured, and they're taken up into the and bounty hunter ship. ship. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's great. Uh, uh, there's a point where, where the boyfriend goes, you know, we're not saving your daughter, we are saving my girlfriend. <laughs> it's like, why would you say the, that's the key awful. turning point that could have been like okay because we we are joining forces we are working together you're, 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 it would be the exact opposite your argument for this yes was that he would say we're not doing this to save my girlfriend we're doing this to save your daughter and they're like okay so he's like all right I have to work with you and then I'm Mark willing Wal- to put put all of our problems aside we we need to yeah. get her out and then of Mark this. Wahlberg uh, basically fixes the entire situation <laughs> and then she immediately runs and hugs. The boyfriend. The boyfriend. And he's like, oh, well, your dad kind of helped. <laughs> it's like, what? But then there's a, there's a scene before that where they show that the boyfriend's a coward. Yeah. Because he's, like, hiding for dear life, and Mark Wahlberg's actually fighting. Uh-huh. I... It's terrible. <laughs> why Why is the boyfriend in the movie? I don't know. He does nothing. He, he's a driver. Yeah. And he gets a couple of scenes where he gets to drive. And his entrance to save them at, at the Texas farmhouse is uh-huh. weird. Because it's a slow motion shot where the government guys are attacking and he drives in and he, he like, his car, for some reason it's like up in the air, I guess he goes up, up through a ramp or something. It's a slow motion shot of one of the wheels punching. It, it's the best way I could do it. punches one of the these agents in the face. Yeah. Because it like hits him and then he, he flies his back. He- his head would be like completely destroyed. Yeah, it would like rip his face off. Yeah. That's not how that works. Whatever. Um, it's dumb. This movie's dumb. I'm I'm done. Yeah. I just uh, <laughs> I want to be done. Then, then uh, the the one character who who actually could was endearing and, and maybe maybe if he hung around could have uh, done pretty well. What, what's what's the actor's name? T J Miller. Yeah. Uh, From uh, Cloverfield, he's the cameraman in most of Cloverfield, and he's also uh, what's his name? Deadpool. He he's Deadpool's Weasel. best friend. Weasel. Weasel yes. Deadpool. And yes. So it's like okay, you know he he's he's funny. He's a he's a he's a, a charismatic. Slips a little bit into Michael Bay factor. Yeah, there's humor, there's weirdness, but but he's likable. He's mm-hmm. more likable than any of these other characters. Yeah, and then far. they just kill him, and then he <laughs> just gets brutally burned into like a, a charred skeleton. Yeah. in graphic fashion. Yeah, in the first like action scene of the movie. And then they get a brief scene where they're like, oh, he died. And then they just get a Yeah, they're, they're, they're kind of sad. And then they move on. And right as they move on, um, we, we get the nice little bit where uh, Irish kind of race car dude pulls out a little this is card one of the worst scenes that he made. has in his wallet that says... What, what, it's, 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 it's the Romeo and yes. Juliet law. Which, Which I don't even know is a thing. Maybe I don't. For all I know, maybe it is. The, the script says it's like a special part of Texas law. Yeah, that which, which allows minors who have a a pre existing relationship. If one of them becomes, you know, a, a not a minor, he becomes a, an adult. Yeah, if one of them that the, their relationship is still technically legal and it's not creepy. Yeah, basically. the movie, the plot has to stop for the for this for this. Jack and apes to explain that their relationship is not creepy. Yeah, and it's like, why not just make the dude the same age? Yeah, as her. Why? What? <laughs> What's happening? 
and, and, and this this goes into to my anger at Michael Bay for this one in particular because he gets it. He's in on the joke. There's a scene where Michael or Michael Mark Wahlberg's just looking at his diary and he's like, "Honey, your shorts are sh- shrinking by the second. Yeah, doesn't stop Michael Bay from continuing <laughs> to do constant shots of her butt and her boobs, and it's just who I think I want to say was she seventeen when when I believe so. This movie came out. I believe she was Jeez. still underage. I could be wrong, yeah, yeah. but. I think that that's how yeah. it was. So it's just creepy how Michael Bay is going for jailbait. And it's, ah, uh, I, yeah. I just felt dirty watching any scene with her yeah. where it's just like, oh, she's clearly got like tons of makeup on. She, oh, they're just over-sexualizing her. And it's just, oh. Yeah. Basically, wrong. The, the best, way to, the best wrong. way to clarify the characters here is that it's like, aside from Stanley Tucci, who, who's entertaining enough, um... Yeah, but not in a good way. I mean, yeah, but uh, the rest of them, they tone down a lot of the the Michael Bay factor. Yeah, but in the dialogue, so the dialogue is just normal. Like it, it, it feels like what you'd hear in a dumb action summer blockbuster. Yeah, but they also expect the same dialogue in like a Taken movie. Yeah, the actors also tone down, or the, the just the actors they've gotten have toned down the charisma that we got from the previous actors. So it's like. There's no reason to be entertained by anything they're saying or to care. Yeah. Uh, they we do have um they we do have a new set of Autobots who are like the only ones left. We have uh, John Goodman as John Goodman, uh, the Autobot, <laughs> and, and Ken Watanabe as horrible stereotypical we're samurai back to stereotypes. robot. Um, and then there's a third one, and there's, I don't remember him a stereotypical at all. French robot, and I don't remember him at all. Yeah. Um, and they're kind of around doing things. John Goodman is the best one. Yeah, because it's John Goodman just acting like John Goodman (laughs) being like whatever he... He He was what was getting me through the final action piece of the Uh, movie where where he's just constantly like using he's like, I'm running out of ammo guys and he keeps like bringing that up and that was, that was like the one thing that I was holding on to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Of like, I'm still alive and Uh I'm, I'm, oh I'm watching a movie I guess. (laughs) There were... so we hit the we finally hit the China battle that goes on for so okay. long. Let me go ahead and say, like I said, I, I saw this three times. The first time in the theater, mm-hmm. by the time they got to China and all the the, the crazy action scenes started up, I, I saw it with two two friends mm-hmm. of mine. I leaned over to each of them and went, "How is this still going? This was like two hours in. There's still forty five minutes left in this godforsaken movie." Yes. And I'm like, why is this not ended yet? It was almost like I was begging it. Please just stop. I want you to be done. <laughs> yeah. And then <laughs> I was able to get through it. Thank goodness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then eventually it was on Netflix for a brief period of time. And yeah. I was like, I should probably give this another shot. You know, maybe maybe yeah. I, I wasn't feeling good on the day I saw in the theater. Maybe my, my opinion of it is just horribly skewed. Mm-hmm. Had to watch it in multiple <laughs> viewing sections because I... I, I could not keep up the patience to be able to follow yeah. along for that that yeah. long a time. It was, and then it, we powered through the last time. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it, it's, once again, it like you said, it helps to watch it with somebody else because we're constantly pointing out yeah. stuff that's just. We were wrong. pretty quiet at the end, though. We were sitting a few a few friends walked we, by, and we were just like, "Uh, we let's were, talk about something that's not in this movie." Because we were begging for death. Yeah. Um, or at least I was. There's there's three <laughs> scenes that that breathe in a bit of life. In this, in the final, the final thing, and really, it, and then, it, but I'm saying it immediately just disappears. Oh yeah. Um. There's, there's, and, and they're not all for good reasons. Uh. There's, there's, <laughs> what I was saying earlier. 
possibly, again, possibly my favorite part of the whole movie. Um, in in uh, Transformers: Dark of the Moon, uh, there there is a scene where uh, what, what's Ken Jong? Yeah, uh, he he is in an elevator and he's drinking this milk and it says Shuhua something like that. Yeah. I don't, it's, I, I, I'm not. It's just that's the pronunciation. Yeah, it, that I assume it is. And and he's like, there's so there's a line somebody has about like, oh, you're drinking your fancy milk or whatever. And he's like, getting getting fussy about it or something. Yeah. I don't know. Some some weird little Michael Bay dialogue that happens around that. And in this one, someone offers a Stanley Tucci's character some of the same milk. And there's a prolonged scene where it's just cameras just sitting on him, and he's just sucking on the drink. It, it had, and it's just like clear right up, right up in front, in front of the camera, because it, this movie is made for Chinese audiences and as much product placement as can be allowed. Yeah, I, uh, the, I, I think, I think when we were watching that, that just broke me. Like I just, I just started <laughs> laughing for like thirty seconds. I'm like, what's happening? Um, you know, that, it's a bad sign when there are clear scenes in the movie where it's like, yeah, that broke me. <laughs> After um, that, I was just yeah, don't care. Um, then uh, there's Mark Wahlberg confronts an FBI dude or something. Oh yeah, the guy who threatened his daughter yeah. earlier. Um, he confronts him in a, in, a, in an old lady's evil, apartment. Evil generic government agent dude yes. who has no character other yes. than he's a jerk. Uh, he he confronts him in in an old Chinese woman's apartment, and there was a scene in the theater. Uh, at the very beginning of the movie, they're in a theater, and that's where they find Optimus Prime. Somehow. I don't know why nobody noticed him going into a theater, and they buy him from theater orders. Whatever. Nobody questions that they find this old abandoned truck in this theater. I don't know. It's terrible. Oh, and and he, he finds a football, and he throws it at T.J. Miller, and it bounces off T.J. Miller's head. Yeah. Something like that. And then he's sitting there, and he looks over, and there's a football sitting on a stand. In this old lady's apartment. And he just... Chinese old lady's apartment. Yeah. And he just grabs it and chucks it at the dude. And he like stumbles. And then he tackles the dude out of the window or something it, like that. It would have been better if he threw it and it smacked him in the head and he fell out the window. But no, they don't even do that. Because of the football throw. It's just like, oh, okay. It's like, oh, that guy's dead. Uh, okay. There is, there is, I think, a nice little gag in there where, where he throws... Uh, John Goodman throws like a giant grenade. I don't know if that's the same scene. Somewhere in there, a giant grenade gets thrown, which is a fun little gag. Yeah. But that's not saying much uh, for this movie. I just completely... See, I've always said I hate the term uh, turning your brain off. Uh-huh. Because I, when I think turning your brain off, I, I automatically go to the extreme. of like, okay, everything's just glazing. Yeah. Your, your eyes are glazed. You, you're absolutely... Pretty light. Yeah, you're immersed in whatever you're watching, and it's just it's it's you're not thinking. No, you're, you're just, not you're not even immersed. You're just like these are things are happening. Almost. Well, like I, I'm saying I'm saying immersed is, like immersed is like rolling down the <laughs> immersed is in you're going from moment to moment without caring how they connect. You're just watching things that are fun to watch. Yeah. Um. Michael Bay forced me to do that. I had to turn my brain off to get through the last. But not in act the, of not this in movie. the sense of just enjoying the action. In the sense of. Not paying attention no, at all. In the act of dear God, make it stop. Um, because the last, the last thing this movie does that has any any value at all is um the Optimus Prime goes and he finds the dinosaur transformers. 
that were there for reasons. I don't oh, remember. Oh, yeah, they're in this movie. In. Yeah. And they put them all over the trailers, even though yeah. they're in five minutes of this movie. Yeah. And uh, he gets them to, to come with him and follows them. And they they follow, they look cool. It, it is There's some cool stuff with them. Again, a lot of this action is not terrible, except for when the Transformian Transformers are transforming. It's just um, I had absolutely there's no, no investment. emotional investment yeah. in any of it, so none of it matters. I don't even remember how they deal with the MacGuffin in this one. I, there's, I mean, the seed thing eventually just kind of doesn't become a problem or something. I don't, I don't know. Um, I wouldn't have even remembered there was a MacGuffin if you hadn't brought it up. <laughs> okay? Yeah. Um, the, yeah, basically, uh, Optimus Prime rides in on the dinosaurs, and there's some cool stuff with them. They look cool. I agree. I can I can buy that. There's a certain part where they're like in a car and, and the bounty hunter ship shows back up and he's like sucking yeah. it up, everything yeah. up with like anti gravity. Yeah, after the after the dinosaurs show up and make things interesting for like and, five minutes. And I was just I the bounty hunter shows up. I don't know what's happening. Sequel bait returns and, and, Stanley, and he's doing there, stuff. There's a part where Stanley Tucci just looks up and yells, Oh my god yeah. and I think it's in the trailer. I'm like, oh <laughs> I felt a I felt a heartbeat. I'm still alive. And I you guess... haven't beaten me yet, Michael Bay. <laughs> um, yeah, and then the movie kind of finishes. I don't actually remember what the the concluding it has the best ending ever. Oh, yeah. And by this, I mean this is terrible. It okay. is Michael so... Bay middle fingering everything okay. he could possibly do. Before we get to that, they kill Galvatron, which they they build. That oh yeah. Up. As like, because Galvatron, human, by the way, says I am Galvatron. <laughs> That's important because he's human, Megatron. The humans are trying to build their own Transformers, and they're using the parts that they have from all the Transformers they've been able to get get the Sal parts of Scalvage. And, 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 and they're using some, like Megatron's head and like parts of Sentinel Prime and one of the little robots. Yeah, one of the little robots gives some explanation. That probably isn't that ridiculous for the terms of this movie but we didn't really care about like reason, nanobots every, uh, infecting the transformium but for some reason every main yeah. leader transformer because of trying to build the little boat robot looks explains it. and acts like megatron yeah it's like yeah you're you're using parts of megatron and, and, I'm not, and yeah whatever. that's what the, the little robot actually gives an explanation but anyways, he, ends up, he ends up going rogue it's like i am galvatron yeah. it's like, oh it's just megatron 2.0 yeah, yeah. Um, or 3.0 in this case because he was killed twice yeah <laughs> Does he get killed as brutally this time? What? Does he get killed as brutally this no, time? No, he survives. Oh, does he? Yes. Oh, crap. I remember that. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Uh, he um, probably won't ever be mentioned again in sequels. I mean, you say that. I don't know. They need to bring Megatron back somehow. Um, <laughs> what would you be without me, Prime? Time to find out. <laughs> Except not really, because you're back we in the sequel. Kill Oh yeah, Optimus Prime is just angry in this movie, and it's great. He hates all the humans because it mirrored my he has, own feelings. He has no problem with murdering humans at this point. Oh yeah, um, yeah, it's great. And uh, then he, he he flies away. He just flies away. No no equipment. He's just like, hey, I'm gonna go talk, find those people that the bounty hunter wanted to bring me to. I'll I'll see. I'll catch you guys. On He's the like, flip I'm gonna side. go find the the script for the sequel. <laughs> and then he just. And then, and then he just flies away. Hopefully. That would have been so helpful at many different no, points. There's, a, any of these there's a point. They're still in the United States, and they're like, how are we going to get all the way over to China? Because we need to go find Stanley Tucci. Yeah. And it takes like a long time. They have to like take an enemy ship and fly. He's flying at like supersonic speeds out of, out of <laughs> Earth. It's like, what? And the movie ends. Where did it? 
Why is he suddenly flying? It's Michael Bay does not care. I don't care. Yeah. I'm done. I never have to watch this movie again. <laughs> Screw you, Michael Bay. We win. <laughs> we survive. One shall stand. One shall never watch Transformers 4 again. Tyler, what did you think of this movie? I'm going to give it a D. I know oh, that, stab. I know, I know that, that, that we, we've been bashing it. And I that, remember when we watched it, you were pretty broken and defeated yeah, yeah. at the end. But thinking about it more, it's, it's not that... I don't know. You can, you can argue that the fact that it doesn't make you invested makes it a bad movie. But overall, the, the individual pieces, when I just look at them all, I'm like, that's not that bad. It's just, I don't care. It's, it's all dumb and boring. Yeah. That's, I think that's it. So, like, I can't say that it fails on the sense of, like, there's, there's stuff they did very wrong. I, it fails on the sense of they just don't win me over, ever. And so, like, I, I think that's, that's, that's probably the best way I can describe a D movie is just, like, it's a movie where it's, like, I can't say it's just completely screwed up everything, but it's, I, I have no reason to ever give that any investment or any interest again. You know what? Screw it. I, I originally wanted to give this movie a D minus, that's why I've got it written down. Yeah. Go on F plus. I'm, I'm F plus. Yeah. <laughs> See, only because I gave Revenge of the Fallen an F. And I don't believe it. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> I, still, the I, st I still want to fail it, but not, not, <laughs> like, and I don't believe in F minus. But you do believe in F minus. <laughs> I'm making a special exception for this movie. <laughs> this is partly the delirium state. No, no, I'll, I'll stick with D minus. Well, I'll, okay. Okay, I'll stop. <laughs> okay, that's, that's fair. Just, Traditionally, the grade no, above you, F. You, yes. you were starting to win me over with. Uh, this movie is boring and I never would have thought I would say a Transformers movie is boring. Yeah. That's why I wanted to give it some form of an F. But it's it's still mildly competent. Mildly in, in terms of at least comparing it to the first two. Yeah. But like I said, I had no investment. This is very bottom of the barrel. I, I just, I'm glad yeah. I'm done. I think the best way we can, we can cap this off is just to I'm say... I'm sorry I'm being so cynical about this. I... Just talking about this more and more, and this is yeah. close to two in the morning when we're doing this. That doesn't help either. Yeah. But I, I, it's, I, I, I'm just tired. I, I think the Michael best, Bay, the I'm best tired. way. The best way. I hope you're ready for five. The best way we can cap this off is just the we we we. So we kept up the ratio through all three of these movies. Um, we don't have one for. We this. don't have one for this because it's not anywhere on the same plane. Like it's just. Dull. We're we're no longer trying to grade all these weird Michael Bay jokes, and it's like, oh, that's hilariously bad. Oh, that's you know, and it's just kind of like, oh, he's an like, inventor. At least with Revenge of the Fallen, and even the first one to some degree, we yeah. were actually trying to figure out what the plot was, and we we're trying uh -huh. to. This one, at a certain point, we're just like, oh, well, uh, why? Who cares? Yeah, who cares? That's a good way to define the tagline. That's of this that's movie. my review for this Transformer, movie. Transformers: Age of Extinction. Who cares? Who cares? That's that's what the should have been on. I want that quote and my name on the poster. That yes, it should have been on. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's the best way. Of like I about said, it. one of the most forgettable modern action sci-fi blockbusters. Yeah. It's so all in all, watch the third one. Yeah. Skip everything else. <laughs> now then, I want to end this on a happy note. So I'm going to say, uh, go, go ahead and tell you guys 
we're going to be reviewing the uh, Spider-Man franchise, both the, the original Sam Raimi trilogy and uh, Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2. And There's light at the end of the there tunnel? There is light at the end of the tunnel. Oh, dear God. These are movies that we can enjoy again, at least some of them. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, so that, Even the bad ones will have more fun with than the Transformers yeah. movies. Yeah. yeah, no, so... so Look forward to that. I hope I hope we you've enjoyed our our first uh, outing in, with this podcast, and I hope you'll come back and uh, check out the how things go in the next one. I apologize if if my cynicism and near <laughs> depression have been grating. Uh, just discussing, <laughs> recording, <laughs> recording these over and over again, dealing with the technical <laughs> difficulties, and then just finally talking about the fourth one, which we neither of us care about. Just. I'm broken. I'm a broken man. <laughs> maybe next time. Maybe next time will be better. <laughs> no guarantees. <laughs> no guarantees. All right. All right, everybody. Thank you. We'll see you guys thanks, next week. Thanks for sticking with us. For Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you guys next time.